everybody, welcome back to the Friday the 14th podcast. I'm one third of your host, Manny Fresh. The other two hosts shall introduce themselves. What's up? I'm the most of all one, Franco. And Mr. Fuentes, y'all. Right. Today, on our catalog of reviews, we will be reviewing the 2001 film Jeepers Creepers, written and directed by Victor Salva, starring Gina Phillips, Jonathan Breck, and Justin Long. Actually, one of the first movies I saw Justin Long in was this film. I think it's one of his starring roles, right? Yeah. His first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember. Um, I was like, I was like, literally, re- like, just searching like Jeepers Creepers on, on the internet, and like, it was like Justin Long, the one that was featured in Jeepers Creepers. Like in the article, it says that I'm like, he was in like other movies. Yeah, he was but, in, like uh, I, I love him. He was on New Girl. He was on Dodgeball. Um, in fact, I love. I heard Ball. his voice is really high pitched in this film. On certain reasons, and on his podcast, he said the reason that it's so high pitched is because he's a big time Michael J. Fox fan, loves the Back to the Future trilogy, and when he first started acting, he thought if he could just mimic the way Michael J. Fox would like get like really high pitched in his voice, that it would work for him in Hollywood. So that's why in a lot of the film, you hear his voice get like high pitched to be a college student. Um, but oh. yeah, I thought that was a little fun fact to throw out there. Um, that is before. Fun. Before we dive into the thing, I just wanted to mention that um, the this week the West Craven Estate opened up to any writers or directors who want to pitch an idea for a new Nightmare on Elm Street TV show or TV series, because now that they're willing to work with these people, they want to see who brings them the best idea. So within the coming year years, we could be getting a TV series in Nightmare on Elm Street or a brand new film, and it could possibly have Robert England. Or they could just go a different route. Sounds pretty good. I've seen a picture of that guy recently. He's getting pretty old. Yeah, yeah. He said that he still, he still got one more film in him, but he says you know it's it's a after that it's a no it's a no deal for him. He's you know he's ready to hang up the hat. But uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool just to hear about. Um, y'all want to just dive in in this or um, did you did you did you? Do you have a well, do you have a question still? Yeah, well, I was gonna I was gonna say I was talking to Franco the other day, and Franco says mm-hmm. this is your favorite movie. Yeah, I love this movie. Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, because I'm all your best like, friend. I, I guess know without your giving movie. out like a bunch, you're probably already gonna give out in the entire like review. Like why? Um, <clears throat> because I saw it when I was seven years old. That came out. Um, my parents was a little nugget. It. Yeah, I was a little nugget. Uh, it scared the life out of me, man. Um, it, it just, it, it really struck fear in me. And I continued, like, as I grew older, I grew a love for it. Because it's still the only film that has scared me that much. Like, ever since that, I've never run into another film that has had that lasting effect. From my childhood till now. I, I just love the idea, too. This idea of, you know, um, a bat out of, not even a bat from hell, because the director himself said that's not what it is. But this creature that feasts for 23 days... Uh, every 23rd spring like I always thought this idea was crazy you know it, it added a new horror villain to the franchise of horror villains that we were already used to seeing and it was cool because this one was also so much different than like Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger or uh, Tim Curry is it at the t- uh, Pennywise um, uh, Chucky Leprechaun um, Ghostface it was it was a lot different Jason it was a lot different to me and it scared the shit out of me as a kid and I will announce on this podcast before we jump in, as a 25-year-old, it, this movie still has a somewhat, like, it scares me in some ways, even though I know this movie from start to finish, and I know what's going to happen, it still gives me, like, the creeps. 
Major Peter Pence. And if somebody mm-hmm. has waited 18 years, there's going to be spoilers if you haven't watched this movie yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you've not seen uh, Jeepers Creepers, uh, I, 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 can, I, can pro- I probably know why you're boycotting it. I don't care. Um, what's it called? But I can totally see why you probably wouldn't. It's still a great film, and I think that you should still like watch it to support. You know, some. You know, Justin Long, man, I love the dude. Jonathan Breck, the dude plays a great creeper. Has played him in all three films, um, and hopefully he's coming back for the fourth installment as well. There's a uh, fourth one. Yeah, they're working on a fourth one. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, man, that's the reason I love this film so much, and that's the reason it. I hold it so dear to my heart. Because of that, it's still the only film that has ever scared me the way it did. Mm, I guess I'm gonna yeah. have to try harder to scare you later. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. I don't know what it is, man. Because there's like that's what I love. Like when we talk about the Conjuring universe and the Insidious universe, those movies were scary. I would admit, but they 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 were really well written as well. You know what I mean? So they were fun to watch and fun to like get scared at because it was like, man, this is so such good writing that it became the focus was more for the writing than, it, than the scares and um, I think it's that, that's why I love this one so much but nothing has ever had the, the impact of a 7 year old me I, I remember I couldn't throw the trash after watching this movie I was scared <laughs> to go outside I was scared to stay out too late I was, I was inside at a certain time uh, uh, and then oh my gosh and the, the sequel he attacks in the, in the afternoon and I'm just like I'm screwed this whole time I've been scared of the night time this man comes at whatever time of the day I'm not safe at all I mean, um, you're safe in the, yeah. the winter, summer, and fall. Yeah, um, yeah I'm saying yeah, that's what it, it's hard. To, I, I didn't think that way as a kid. I was like, well, it's not spring. You know what I mean? It's at, And then it's every 23 years. Yeah. You know, I just got to last 23 days without looking tasty. Um, yeah, but... Uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty hard, man. Yeah, it's pretty hard. You're a pretty tasty <laughs> individual. I know. I'm, I look like a chicken nugget, and maybe he's into chicken nuggets. And, you know, it's over for me. He's going to sniff your gonna... beer and just know he wants those nuggets. Like. Yep. <laughs> he's going to be like, man, I want this nugget. I want this nugget and I don't know what to do man I guess like shit myself I think that would be defense like do you think that would stop him I should tell you do you have any uh, sweet and sour sauce with your nugget damn he'd be like got any Szechuan sauce so I could dip it he's like yeah. so you don't know now you're getting enough without, without sauce on these sauce oh man oh uh, but how, how <laughs> fresh you are Manny you don't even need sauce thank you so much man I got the sauce and the seasoning um, <laughs> <laughs> oh what's it called but yeah, man, uh, this is definitely one of my favorites. I'm actually excited to be reviewing this because I could talk about Jeepers Creepers for hours. Uh, I won't, guys, don't worry. People who just plugged into the podcast were like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a long one. No, we're don't worry six about that. We're already we're <laughs> not even talking about it yet. Yeah, yeah, okay. So <laughs> without further ado, guys, let's just break into this um, 2001 film, Jeepers Creepers. Uh, let's start talking about it. Um... It opens up a car driving on a desolate road. I would say that. It's kind of like desolate, but it's in the middle of... Nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah, it's... That's a, how we start our last movie, The Tall yeah, Grass. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere, kind of. Yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere. This car's driving. You hear the voices of a man and a woman, from what you can assume. Uh, as the car gets closer to the screen, we're introduced to our two characters. Um... It's funny again because it's a brother sister duo like in the tall grass. Yeah, it is. It's a brother and sister duo like in the tall grass. We're introduced to uh, Trisha and Derry Jenner, um, and they uh, they're actually on their way home for spring break um, from college. They both attend colleges. The brother lives on campus. The sister does not. Um, 
and this is this is okay for I gotta I gotta say this first. I blame it on Trisha that all this stuff that occurs in this movie happens. Because Derry says in the film, this character Derry, he tells Trisha, Why do we have to take the long route when there is a shorter route to get home? And she goes, Uh, it doesn't matter. Basically she's trying to avoid the mom and all the questions the mom's gonna have about because even Derry starts cracking jokes like you know, they're going to ask why you're not still dating this dude and why he's not, you know, coming home with you for spring break. And she tells him, shut up. So basically, they're driving on the road. They're headed back from college for spring break to meet their mom. They never mention their dad. They just keep saying mom. Uh, and uh, they're playing a game, a game of uh, reading license plates. So they're playing this game, and I think Trisha scores a, a license plate. She's getting some points. And then Darius is like, kind of like, no, like that doesn't count, this and that. And they're kind of arguing. And um, then while they're uh, while they're arguing, there's a car behind them. It's actually like a an RV, and then you see the RV. It takes the right, and then shortly afterwards, if you pay attention, there's a truck following them. This huge truck starts to haul ass, and then that's crazy because that's how fast this movie builds up. One second, you know, they're cracking jokes, talking about this. Next thing you know, huge ass truck is on their ass. Um, and it's honking, and Trish is telling Darius to swerve out of the road, get out of the road, like, hurry up, pull over to the side. This guy's basically like, honking on them and this and that, like... Which um, I find to be the scariest part of the entire movie, did, that that, to, like, that That chase to me was... That, like, that, uh, that had my heart racing. It's super realistic, because, like, what, what, what do you do when something like that happens to you in real life? Like, if someone's behind yeah. you, like, really trying to run you off the road, <laughs> and you're in a desolate area where you yeah. possibly don't have so- phone service or whatever. Or even a turn for so long. Yeah, um, like, what do you do? Like, exactly. You, you, could try to, you could try to get out of the way, and I, I thought about it multiple times. I was like, all right, well, I could possibly, like, try to m- maneuver to the side and hit the brakes to get behind him so he's, like, not in front of me. But if he like hits his brakes to get back behind me, like he would, he would be fast enough to catch up with me. Like no matter what I did, he'd always catch back up with me because my car's not fast enough to outrun his, what they say later on, souped-up truck or something. Um, yeah, yeah. Because like, it does seem to haul a lot more ass than their vehicle did for sure. Uh, but their yeah. vehicle was like an older vehicle. Um, it was, it was one of stick those shift. classics. Yeah, it was one of those. It was like stick shift and gear. Cause she kept she she's talking those gears right she's like <laughs> the gears the gears stuck. Um, there was also one other thing I wanted to mention before we get like too far. So in the very beginning of the opening, you know they're driving down this road right and they're going like up and down the hill and I find it hilarious that like the audio like of them talking you can hear them when you see the vehicle and as soon as it dips out of like camera view it's like you don't hear them anymore and then they come back up and you start hearing them like talk again like somehow some way. You could hear them by seeing them, like from the 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 view of the camera, wherever it was at, you know. Yeah. But as soon as it got out of eyesight, you could not hear them anymore. <laughs> like that just yeah, the, it wasn't the little there. Dip, it just disappeared. And I found um, that very hilarious. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, this this whole chase builds. This whole uh, they're being chased by this. They don't know what it is. It, it it's an old. It, it looks. It's an ugly ass car. Um, uh, but basically it, it, um, it, it, Derry finally finds a way to like let the car pass him. Right. And, uh, once it takes off, he's like, what the F was that dude's problem? And then Trish starts screaming at the car, like F you dude, this and this. And 
Derry says, oh, license plate. It said beating you. Beating you. So he's like, oh, I get this many points. And she's like, no, that doesn't count. He's like, no, it's true. It's true. So then they're kind of chilling everything. And uh, she's all kind of freaked out. Uh, so she tells him, is that the, I think that's the point where, no, no, no. She asked him for like a water bottle. He goes, can you give me my water bottle from the back seat? So she reaches into the back seat and uh, she sees all of his dirty clothes. And she's like, are you serious, dude? You didn't wash this at college, in college? He goes, hey, you live off campus. You don't know what it's like to live in a dorm where, uh, you know what they do to your uh, clothes there? They don't just mess with it. They dye it pink. So I think that that was pivotal to me because later on in the film, you'll see that a lot of his underwear are stained pink. Um, but he goes, yeah, they'll dye it pink. And then she goes, oh my gosh. So she gets in the water bottle. They continue driving. And then Trish says, you know what this reminds me of, right? And Derry's like, what? It reminds me of that couple on prom night in 1978. Um, I remember they never found uh, they never found the bodies or something like that. And Derry goes, no, they never found her head. They never found the girl's head. And then they found the vehicle, but they never found her head. And he goes, plus, we don't even know if that story's true, Trish. It's just like, uh, this. it's just made up. And then he, she goes, yeah, but it was on this same road. So I was like, okay. So two things are mentioned. Before we, before we find out later on in the film that Jeepers Creepers comes every 23, 23rd spring for 23 days, right? We also know that he attacked the same place 23 years prior. You know what I mean? So then it kind of got me wondering, does he only attack the same city? Because if that's the case, as long as I don't live in that city, I'm good to go. Like, I have nothing to worry about. If he's only going to that city, I'll make sure to never make a trip there. And if I do, it won't be in spring. But then again, I wouldn't even make it in spring either because I don't want my scent to stay there. And homie comes looking for me. Like, I smell that nugget, you know. Well, I don't um, know. a good nugget. That, that was really, like, that part kind of got me too because, like, um... Because they were talking about wherever they're from, which I don't... Uh, you never really hear where they're from or even how far away they were to getting to home. Yeah. Um, so, you know, on that road, that particular word that she was talking about, the... Uh, what's Justin... Oh, Derry. Derry says that... Um, he's like, yeah, but this road stretches through the entire state, which I don't think they even mentioned what state they're in either. Mm. Um, but it says... Yeah, that, he does uh, say road, that stretches through the entire state so i mean he might just be using that road as access like that's the only like basically like a traveler like who finds train tracks and travels through the train tracks it's pretty much probably yeah. what he does is he found a road and he's just like traveling up that road every 23 for 23 days or whatever what really got me though is that 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 church where he was um well we could talk about it later i guess when we get to the when we oh get yeah to yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna yeah because we're gonna get to there right now it's, it's coming up um, but yeah, so they they continue driving. They're kind of calm down. They're talking and stuff like that. Then that's when they drive by the church, and in at the church they see him. They see a man dumping some bodies. Well, they don't know. Well, they if see the guy. Bodies, they see the guy's truck. The guy. Yeah, they see the truck and they're like, "Hey, that's the that's the truck." And what then he's like, they, "Hey, it's a beat. It's beating. It's beating you." Yeah, it's, it's beating, beating you. Truck and yeah. Yeah. So then they see him, like, dumping something into, like, a, a hole. Um, and they don't know what it is exactly. They just see uh, what looks to be blankets covered in blood. And so they go... So then they continue driving, and they say, Did you see what I see? Yeah. And then they both kind of, like, brother and sister telekinesis thing. They're like, Did you see a bodies? And then she's, like, wrapped up in bloody sheets, covered in rope, 
thrown down. They're both like saying each other's lines. Like it's kind of that, that I don't know, it was pretty funny to me that they start doing that. And then she goes, Oh my gosh, like this is, this is, this is, this is, this is bad. We need to call, um, we need to call somebody about this. Right. Like she kind of freaks out. And what does he say? Like, I think they kind of want to, no, it wasn't. No, she goes, we need to call somebody over here. Right. Like she's yeah. like, we need to call 911. And then he goes, get my cell phone. And then the cell phone's like low battery. And she goes, wow, you would have a low battery. He goes, well, in my car, I have a, a cigarette lighter where you could put like a charger or whatever. He, she, he goes, which I, we should have taken my car, but you wanted to take yours. So they're kind of continue driving and then beating used truck pops up behind him again. And he's trying to veer him off the road this time. But this time he's hitting the back of their car, which made me mad because that was such a nice vehicle. He starts to hit it. When I was a kid, I didn't care. But now that I'm older, I'm like, I would have been super pissed. Like, he just ruined this really nice car that looks somewhat antique. And, like, um, he he hits it so bad to the point where Derry has no option but to veer off into the side of the road. Hits, like, a wooden fence and continues driving until he comes to a screech. And the creeper continues to take off in his vehicle. They freak out. That confuses me again, too. That whole scene confuses me just like why like why draw attention to yourself no i think i know what he's doing because remember because remember he's playing with them because he's trying to see what he wants and he's getting a feel and sense remember he's building fear he lives off of fear so that's what he was doing he was getting like the scent of fear out of them and then like kind of just playing with his with a predator playing with its prey before it decides to make its attack that's what he was doing um Mm. That's funny that you brought that up because that's actually something that I caught in this movie watching it again this time was like, oh man, like that's what he's doing. He's playing with his prey before he finally makes his attack. He's trying to get whatever fear or scent of fear he can out of them to see if there's one that he truly wants. Um, So yeah, they veer off to the side of the road. They stop the car. They're kind of shooken up. And then Derry has this amazing idea. We should go back and check what he was throwing down the well or whatever it was. Trish is like, no, let's just keep driving. We'll get somewhere. We'll call the cops. He's like, yeah, but isn't going to bother you that if there is somebody in those sheets that's still alive, we could have saved them. And instead, we just ignore them. And she goes, fine, we're going back. I don't know why on God's green earth you would go back. You're not Superman. Uh, fine, we're going to go back, but we're not. I'm not getting off the car. He goes, fine, you don't have to. So they go back. They go to this old abandoned church building. There's a well in the back of it, or like a hole. Derry decides to look down. When he realizes that he can't see much, he asks, Trish gets off the car. She said she's not getting off the car, but she gets off the car. And then he goes, I want to go I want to go deeper down in there. but And then she goes, you're going to fall down? He goes, no. What's up? I was just like, I want to get... <laughs> she's like, she said she wasn't going to get out of the car, and then she got out of the car. I was like, yeah, women... And then yeah, <laughs> indecisiveness. And then, and then she's like, "Yeah, I want to get deeper in there." I was like, "Yeah, woman." Uh, then he goes, he goes like, "So Derry's like, I want to see you deeper in there. I want to see, uh, and maybe there's something down there." And uh, she goes, "Okay, happens, you're gonna fall." You to yeah, the whole thing, and it's yeah, yeah, mess. she got stuck inside a dryer, and then <laughs> he was like, "Help me, step bro." Um, (laughs) that's exactly what happens happens. no but it was the other way around Justin Long's the female in this case and uh, Trish was the male Um, no but um, so he's like I want to I want to see I want to go deeper I want to see if I can see anything he gets a flashlight he just tells her give me a flashlight 
And then he says, hold on to my legs. I'm going to go as far as I can. So she holds on to his legs. He's wearing some Chuck Taylors. The boy likes Converse. Uh, he starts to go deeper into the well. I just hold on to his legs. And he hears something. And you hear it, too. You hear something. Like, it sounds like somebody breathes or says something. Well, uh, you can hear it. They I mean, get... it's low, but you hear them say, yeah. help. Like, help yeah. me. Yeah. And then, so, he's like, there's somebody down there. So he starts to sign the light. He's like, I see something. I see something. And what is he shining a light on? A bunch of rats. He gets scared. He starts kicking his feet. Trish is trying to hold on to him. She can't. He ends up sliding all the way down to the bottom in this slow motion scene that scared the life out of me when I was a kid. I don't know why. But he slowly, like, hits the ground. And it's just very quiet on that scene. There's, like, no audio until his body goes... His body hits the the ground. So then Trish is like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. He's like, yeah, it was your fault. And then... She goes, well, you're the one that started wiggling because of a freaking rat. Those rats came right at my face, which they do. They jump out. They brat, They ran out and jumped out. Um, so then Derry's like, oh, my goodness. Great, great going, Trish. He gets up. He's dusting himself off. He cut his <laughs> hand totally in the process. His fault. He was all wiggling and being all like, oh, yeah, rats. Exactly, which one, it was his fault. Um, totally he fault. cut his hand. He cuts his right hand. So he rips off some of his, wait, he cuts his left hand. So he rips off some of his shirt. Uh, and he wraps it around his uh, his hand, and um, on now uh, the part of the shirt that he rips off, there's a it shows his belly button, and there's like a tattoo of a rose um, near Belly's near near Derry's belly button. Um, there's a reason I have to bring it up. I'll get back to it eventually. Um, so <clears throat> he does that. He gets up, and then he gets his Converse shoe, which got stuck at the end of the the ledge of that little, I guess I don't know what you call it, slide. A slide that he took down. He gets his shoe off, starts to put it back on, and that's when he he kind of like shines the flashlight towards the floor, right? And he notices a few body bags. He uh, he notices the the, ba- the bags that are being thrown down there. So he gets near one of them, and Trish won't shut the hell up, which is bothering me, because Trish continues to call out to him and scream and talk while the homie's like, "Would you shut up for just a second? And he sees a body, like he sees the, the bag on the floor wrapped in rope and bloodstains. He gets scared and he gets near it. And as soon as he gets near it, he's going to kick it. But it reaches out its hand and it grabs him. And so he's like getting freaked out. There he's like tripping out. Um, so it starts to move a little bit. And it starts, the other hand starts to reach for the, the face, right? It starts to reach for the face to, to, to grab whatever's wrapped around the face. Derry rips the blanket open and uh, a guy pops up. And he's like, <gasps> and he can't breathe. And he's trying to tell Derry something. And Derry's like, oh, like, whoa, 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 what is it? What is it? And then he's like reaching at his stomach. And Derry rips open that part. And you see that the, the, the stomach had been ripped open and sewed back together. And the guy's telling Derry, this is what I heard. He's saying hide. I think he's saying hide. He says yeah, hide. That's hide. what I heard it yeah. a few times. Yeah. Like hide to me too. Yeah, he continues to say hide until he takes his last breath and basically dies right in front of Derry. Derry's having a bad day, but this is what Derry gets for going back. And this is all Trisha's fault because they shouldn't have taken the long wrap home. All right? Moral of the story is face your family, no matter what questions they have about your current relationship status. Derry for Thanksgiving clapbacks. Yeah, Thanksgiving clapbacks, your spring break clapbacks. Get them prepared and ready so you don't have to take the long road home. Um, so, <clears throat> so Derry... Starts to nosy around after that. He's kind of like, you know what? What else is down here? Starts to look and he sees a table with some wiring and like sewing stuff. And then he sees um, 
an image on the table carved in wood of the creeper itself. It's like a, it's like a symbol, symbolism. And um, he's like, what the heck? And then that's when he notices um, his shoe's untied. And, and then he hears, while he goes, reaches down to tie his shoe, something drops on his shoe, like uh, liquid. Like something hits the, the top of his converse. More liquid starts to fall. He looks up, and when he shines his flashlight, <laughs> he starts to notice that there is a canvas of bodies, which he later describes as this uh, screwed up Sistine Chapel of bodies sewn together. And this yeah. dude takes his time to look at them. Like, he's, like he finds an exit through the church, and... He's he's taking his time taking his time to look at them. He goes up to two bodies that are holding hands together, and uh, one of them has the class ring of the year that nineteen seventy eight, and uh, the girl's head is sewn back on. He notices the sewing, and so he's kind of freaked out. Uh, Trish, what Trish did this whole time, what Trish is doing, other than being annoying and screaming down the well a thousand times, he finally tells her, "Shut up, take the car, drive it to the to the road." Park it there, and you let me know if that dude's coming back. If at any time the truck starts coming back, so that's what Trish is doing. So then there's a little scene that builds suspense because Trish is sitting there, and you hear a car coming up the road, and then that's when she starts to get all scared. She jumps back in the car. She's trying to turn it on, but she's struggling to turn it on, and it turns out not even being the creeper's car, whatsoever. It was just a jump scare, and then she's kind of scared. <clears throat> she's sitting there, all shaken up, and that's when boom. What hits the wall? I mean, what hits her uh, car window? It's Derry. He's freaking out. He can't talk. She keeps saying, talk to me, Derry, which was another thing that was super annoying. Like, the dude's beyond traumatized. And he, he says, he goes, you know what that dude did to them? You know what he did to them? He did to that girl, and he says the girl's name. And she goes, what, what? He sewed her head back on. He sewed her head back on her body. And she's like, like Derry, what are you talking about? And she goes, let's just find... Let's just find somewhere. So they find this gas station. This is where it gets good. This weird-ass gas station that they walk into and everybody's looking at them. Um, I don't know if y'all noticed this about the gas station, but did you notice that there was wreaths, Christmas wreaths hanging up in the gas station? Yeah. I feel like that was a mistake because it's supposed to be springtime, and I have a feeling they were filming in November or December. That's why that gas station's probably real. No, it was real. I'm sorry. That gas station was real. It was a diner. There's a guy who did a tour of this of the sets he used on Jeepers Creepers. That was a real diner at one point. Um so they must have they must have yeah like oh shoot we should ask you how to take down the decorations. So they get there, they're freaking out. They're asking, Do you have a payphone? Do you have an effing payphone? We need a payphone. We need to talk to somebody. We need to call the cops. So then they go to the payphone and it starts ringing already. And they're like, pick it up. And this is where we're introduced to Giselle who does no longer play a part in any of the trilogy of films so far. She's only in this first movie. She's kind of a psychic who can tell the future. And she starts to tell, she says, Trish, Trish, is that, she goes, Trish, is that you? Is that you? And then, um, for those of you who don't know who Giselle is, she's Mrs. Dabney on Good Luck Charlie. Um, she's like, uh, she's like, uh, Trish, Trish, is that you? Is that you? And then Derry's answering the phone. He's like, no, no, this isn't Trish. What do you, what do you want? She goes, did you already see the, um, you already see the cats. You saw the cats, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" And then she's like, "He knows y'all already. He can smell y'all. He's after y'all. He wants to. He wants what you have." And then he's like, "What do you? What do you mean? What do you? What do you?" He goes, "Don't lie. You saw it. Listen to this." And she starts to play the Jeepers Creepers theme song, uh, and she's like, "When you hear this song, that's his song. It means he's coming." 
and then he's like, "What the hell?" And sorry. Here's here's the thing. Yes, the thank thank you. That song scared the life out of me as a kid. But here's the thing that bothered me. If Trish does not understand boundaries, it's bad enough. Derry is shaking up. She doesn't shut the hell up. Asking Derry a thousand questions. She didn't shut up when Derry was down there checking the well. She's putting her head to the phone multiple times and trying to grab the phone away from him to hear what whoever on the other line is saying. Sorry, Trish, I don't hate you. It's just that you were getting hella annoying in the beginning of this movie. I didn't notice this as, as a kid because I had a little crush on you. I but think as it's an just adult, more of like they wanted to really push how they were both siblings because that, that's things that siblings do to each other. Who's on the yeah, phone? Yeah. What are you doing? But see, I don't know. Like at this point, though, because of how like traumatized he is, like you think you give him a little space, you know? Like something serious just happened to uh, to him, and she's just like, I want to know what they're saying. Why can't I do yeah. too? Exactly. That was like, I don't I don't know that. Yeah, that that really got annoyed to me, and then. Yeah, it's something that brothers and sisters do, but my brother, we're at an age already where, you know, these are college-age students and they're still acting like that. It's a bit weird. Um, but yeah, they're going off and uh, uh, this girl goes off and then he hangs up the phone and he's like, oh, F you, hangs up the phone. Um, then that's when the cops eventually show up. It goes from morning to night, I mean, afternoon to nighttime. The cops show up and they're questioning Derry. Which makes me mad because Derry is talking to uh, Trisha at first. And he's like, you believe me, right, Trish? You believe me? And she's kind of doubting everything he said. And uh, so then the cops are talking. And uh, they're kind of like doubting what Derry's talking about. And he's like, are you serious? Like, this is the truth. The dude's freaked out. I felt like crying for Derry. Because I can only imagine being in that position. And nobody believing you after everything you just saw. How traumatized you are. But then again, I don't feel bad for Derry. Because you shouldn't have been nosy. And this is what you get for being nosy. Um... And then so Derry's, oh, what's up? And then Pennywise jumped out of Derry. Wait. This, yeah. We're talking. And he's about like, it, he's right? like, oh wrong, oh yeah, the wrong. This is the oh okay. And then he jumped back into Derry. And yeah, he was yeah. like, all right, it's twenty seven years, not twenty three. And he was like, oh okay, I got some oh, time still. Five more. He's years. like, oh okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. He's like, he counted it. He's like, oh shoot. Um, my bad, guys. My bad. Continue, 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 continue the movie. Um, no, so then the cops arrive, they're talking to Derry, they're not really believing him. While the cops are talking to Derry and Trish, you notice that everybody in the diner starts to look outside. You don't know what they're looking outside for, but then a waitress goes, excuse me, I'm sorry, but, uh, are y'all the owner of that vehicle that's outside? And then Derry goes, yes. She goes, come with me. So they all go outside and they notice that there's a trail of Derry's clothes from the back of his, from the back of the car leading out it's kind of towards the near the the entrance of the diner and then uh he goes um he goes what happened she goes i don't know some man was just here and he was taking your clothes out and sniffing it by the handfuls just sniffing it and sniffing it and then he took off and Derry was like, like what the hell it. That's yeah she yeah yeah it looked like he was lacking it yeah and then uh Derry's like oh my gosh and he picks up a pair of his underwears just great now he knows my name College age Derry in the year 2001 was still putting his name on his tiny waddies. Um, and then he goes, Now he knows my name. And uh, what's it called? So she freak, uh, So he's freaking out. And then he goes, Oh, look, uh, can y'all identify Prince? And on the card, not on the card door handle, I was gonna say card knob, I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> on the door handle of the car, there's some prints on there. But the cops were like, We've never seen anything like this. 
When they say that, Trisha's standing up looking at them, and there's a gust of wind, and she noticed something flutters over the top of them. She looks up into the sky for a bit. Nothing is shown. So then uh, they're like, you know what? The cops are like, look it. We're going to lead y'all to the station. No, no, no. You're going to lead us back to the church. Uh, we'll follow y'all. Y'all get us there. So they start driving back to the church on a dark, desolate road. Uh, back on, like, whenever, like, that gust of wind happens, like, if you look at the sign, you can see it looks like a shadow of a wing, like. Oh, for real? Yeah, like, goes past it. Like, you can kind of see it. Like, it looks like <clears throat> a giant bird or something. Like, you just see it, like, gust oh, wow. right, past, right, right past it. And I was like, oh, that was really, that was pretty cool. Okay. All right. Dope, dope. Okay. Good eye. Good eye, sir. Good eye, mate. Which wouldn't really make oh. sense to begin with since it's nighttime. <laughs> I guess maybe another light could have made the shadow. I don't know. Yeah, unless he was flying by the streetlights. Um, so that, yeah, so then they take off and they're driving together and Derry's making fun of Trish because he's like saying that, oh, I, I saw the way you're looking at that cop, this and that. And then Trish is like, it's not even like that. Like, uh, I would never, um, I would never, what's it called? I would never do something like that. I would never date him. He's not my type or blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, the cops are in their unit. It's a, it's a Italian looking, I want to say Italian. I don't know what race this guy looked and it's a black female cop and they're both in there. And then that's when they're like, excuse me, sir. Uh, they get through the, not intercom manual. What do you call it again? The dispatcher is saying, uh, are y'all headed to something, something church right now? And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah what's going on? Well, it looks like some kids had a little fun and they started a whole fire. The whole thing's on fire right now. So basically the church was on fire. That's what this, yeah. the, they're saying through uh, dispatch. And, and, and he, he goes, we got... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna go say, ahead, go ahead. So to, to go back to what I was talking about earlier, like, so, you know, he was inside this place, saw all these bodies, and by, when you looked at it, it looked, it looked like a good handful, more than a handful of bodies. Like, it was just, like, lots and lots of bodies. Like, and it looked like they were all... Like over over years, and even if uh, it looked like the it was a collection like over years, and then um, I guess up to even twenty years, because that that officer just mentioned, he's like, "Oh, are you talking about so and so case?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "That was over twenty years ago." You're, the the two high schoolers yeah. that ended up missing. Yeah. So I mean, you have to say this little place has been kind of built at least in the last twenty years, and. Well, 1978 was the last attack, remember? Because they say that prom, 1978. The two yeah, so 23, were... 20, 23 years. 23 ago. years, yeah, 23 years, basically. So, um, so like, <clears throat> nobody found that place. Nobody got curious. Like, in the four, almost 40 years, probably, prior or in between, or 30 years in between, like, nobody, like, got into this place, saw all these dead bodies tacked against the wall and all these crazy things, and then... These people find it, and he has to burn it down. Like, no, I think the creeper burned it down. I think the creeper did it himself. Did the creeper did burn it down? Like, I know the creeper burned it down, but like this is the first time he had to like burn his hiding spot. Like, not what he first. Yeah, that was yeah, that was like get rid of the evidence, which was kind of weird to me because, but then again, it's like it's an abandoned church. I don't know. Like maybe kids would have joked around. But I don't know if, like, is there a way that they could have found that cellar at one point and gone there? Or then again, this is a church in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. 
You yeah. know what I mean? That's I don't think true. there's a group of kids that's just like, yo, dude, random ass church, check it out. Uh, you know what I mean? So I, I kind of can see where somebody wouldn't be interested in like really messing with it, I guess. Because I mean, look at the church and, and the tall grass. Nobody, you know, <laughs> like nobody decided, yeah. hey, let's check out this church. Um, so yeah, I guess churches don't get much love when they're abandoned. So that, that could be. I think in the tall yeah. grass was inspired by this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but so yeah, so we get to that scene where like yeah, someone just set the church on fire that they were about to go to at the moment. Yes, yeah. So so they're driving in the car, and then that's when um, uh, uh, Gary's slipping through the stations on the radio, and there's an upbeat like '80s version of Jeepers Creepers playing on the radio, and then he goes, "That's the song." That, that's a song and then Trisha's like didn't hear this she's like what song are you talking about he goes that, that's the song L- listen to the lyrics listen to the lyrics this is the song that the, the, the lady on the phone told me to, to be aware of it. it's it, it's his song and then uh, uh, also Giselle kind of explained the 23 year thing and how he eats like she says it over the phone I didn't mean to over gloss that or anything but she says it over the phone like he feeds 23 years he found something he likes we don't know what to call it we call it the creeper um, so you know, that's the song that she told me to be aware of while he says that, the officers that are driving, they hear a bump on the roof. And then uh, they notice that the roof kind of like dents a little bit. And then uh, the officer driving is like, uh, sorry, Sarge, I'll get right back to you. Uh, 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 we're, we're experiencing something right now. So he puts down the... The sky is falling. Yeah, the sky is falling. Yeah. And so the female officer, she gets out of the car, like leans out of it to look up. And the creeper is on the top of the vehicle. All you see him do, though, is he just grabs her, right? And she screams. You don't see what happens to her body or anything like that. Uh, he grabs her and she screams. And then uh, the other officer is, like, freaking out. He looks up. And that's when the creeper rips in with his hands. Uh, he rips open the roof. And then he pulls out an axe from his, like, back. You just see him, like, swing out this huge-ass axe. And he slices the officer's head off. And uh, meanwhile, Jerry and Trisha are listening to the song. They're not really, they don't really know what's going on. But uh, the head of that officer hits their windshield. Um, and then they're like, oh, shoot. And as soon as it hits the windshield, they like start to swerve a little bit. And the vehicle, the, the, the cop car behind them, in any scenario, should just continue swerving. With, but it somehow swerves and then comes to a stop. And I'm like, who hit the brakes? You know what I mean? Like, nobody's in that vehicle. But guess what, guys? The creeper can stop cars. Yep. Believe it or not. Because so this bothered me for years. I'm like, who stopped the car? You know what I mean? It's swerving out of control. It comes to a halt. But then that's when they're sitting there. They're all creeped out. They stop the car, Derry and, and Trisha. And Trisha has balls. Okay? If there was a, a female-led horror film that, the you know, female empowerment film, it's Trisha. This girl gets out of the vehicle and goes to check on the cop car. Like nobody's business and Derry's like get back in get back in the car Trish get back in the car and she's like hello is anybody there and my homie the creeper steps out of the starts to step out of the vehicle and Trish jumps back in the car gets in with Derry she's trying to start it up and she's like it's not starting it's not starting uh there's a lot of car that doesn't start so if you have a vehicle that doesn't work well don't drive it on open roads in, in desolate places please don't um is, is she really smart for checking on the car or is she really stupid no, I'm not saying she's smart. I said she had balls. Oh. Because I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. That'd take a lot. Yeah, but that's she's more stupid than have balls. You can have balls. Oh, it's not the smart thing to do. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... 
Okay, I, I grew to love Trisha and felt like she was the stronger person. That's why the creeper didn't take her. Because she's much braver in the scenarios than Darius. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. So. Was she blonde as well or was she like a... She's like kind of like a... Brunette, right? Brunette in a way because it was yeah. like a mix. Um. She had highlights. I think. Yeah. So, so then, uh, uh, what's it called? The creeper starts to get out of the vehicle. They rush back in. They're trying to start the car. But they notice the creeper picks up the head of this officer, which is, this is the comedic relief of the movie. When he picks it up, uh, he's standing right in front of a billboard. And the billboard says, like, tastes so good or something like that. It has, like, a funny little slogan. Tastes so good, make you want to slap your mom. <laughs> it says something like that. And he picks up this officer's head, the, the male officer. He starts to, like, make out with it. And then he pulls the tongue out and starts to eat the tongue. They freak out and they jet. They take off and, um... Uh, Derry said, tells Trish, well, we're going, we don't need roads, and boom, they end up in Back to the Future. Yep, it happened. They go 23 years into the future, and then they get killed still. Yeah. Like, oh, man. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so they take off, and they're driving, and they're driving, and then um, they notice a house, and Derry basically says, let's just pull into this house because we're not going to find another house. Maybe they have a phone. We're not going to find another house for miles. You know what I mean? They pull into this house. Uh, it's very desolate. The first thing they notice is cats. And Derry starts to like freak out because that's one of the things that Giselle mentioned. Have you been in the house with a lot of cats? So then slowly from the porch, which has like a tela, a screen door tela, um, uh, this lady gets up. And she's like, what are you doing on my property? And they're like, excuse me, ma'am. Ma'am, we're so sorry. Is there any way that we could use your phone? Um, uh, is there any way that we can use your phone? And then she goes, why? And then, uh, so we can call the cops. And what does she say? I don't like the cops around here. She's like, I don't like no cops around here. And they're, they're like, why? Because they, like, they want to try to tell you how many cats you could have. And then they go, how many cats do you have? And you see like more scurry out of her house. Um, so like, man, can we just borrow your phone? And she goes, I'll call them, right? Like, she says that. She goes, I'll call them for y'all. <laughs> um, no, she just when says, she said, like, well, he just asked, like, what do you need it for? If I did have a phone, basically tell them about the dead officer. And as soon as she talked about the dead officer, she was like, oh, okay, oh, okay. I thought y'all were, like, yeah. some other people. Like, I'll give y'all the phone, but just don't give them uh, this address. Like, tell them to meet you on the highway. Like, basically trying to, like, redirect whatever from her house because I guess of all the cats that she has. Yeah. So that's what that that's when um she notices uh that's when she uh notices something she's like, who the hell is that, right? And uh she notices something in um what does she notice? What does she notice that? she notices something by uh she gets out of her house, right? Because she notices something where a scarecrow is supposed to be. And she goes, I'm giving you 10 seconds to get off my lawn. She comes out, she has the shotgun, and she, uh, dude, this part messes with my head, because I don't, I remember she gets mad, like, at Derry, and she racks him, right? Like, she kicks him in the nuts, and then he falls, and then she notices that thing in the front, no. No, so. No, 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 no. So, she. Yeah, explain this part, because my mind's kind of twisted on it. So, you know, you kind of get, like, a. A foreshadow whenever the the two are walking to the house before they even meet the chick and they look that way there's a scarecrow like and yes her, her little yes. bar and then they're they're talking and all that stuff and he's like is there somebody else with you and then they kind of turn back to where the scarecrow was and you can tell 
the the creeper sitting standing in front of the scarecrow where it would nor where the scarecrow was at and she's like oh well looks like that's not my scarecrow and so like it kind of shifts the focus to the two characters the main characters looking at it like freaking out like seeing the creeper and i assume she like went inside to hide or something uh but she comes out with a shotgun and she's like i'm giving you 10 seconds to get out my lawn blah 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 and all that stuff happens and then she ends up like shooting but this thing's so fast it like just got out of the way of this bullet completely blows yeah. up her scarecrow and uh, it, and he, it shifts like really fast and shuffles the, the the scenes and you see it kind of climbing up the house and then you hear it like break through the roof or something and then kind of like go into the house and um the lady that's like, when she gets mad right yeah she's like all right well, i'm gonna go in there ain't nothing gonna be going to my house trying to you know and, and she goes this out. is all your fault my cats right she gets mad at dairy for it and well, kicks him in the nuts she just kind of like says oh no dairy's just trying to stop her like don't go inside there and she's like basically like don't tell me what to do i'm gonna go in that house and i'm gonna get this thing out and then that's because she hit him because he tried to grab her and he was and she was like don't grab me need him right in the balls basically um yeah and then she goes inside to try to shoot the creeper and then he could take over from there do you remember that that's it yeah 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 i'm sorry i was just having trouble explaining how it happened that part um no no you're good um but yeah so she goes into so she goes into the house and all you hear is um gun all you hear is gunshots, right? You hear one, you hear the shotgun go off once and you see a light. Then you hear it go off again. And, um, you hear it go off again. And then they're like, okay, what's going on? You know, like they think, oh, okay, like did she shoot the creeper? You don't know what happens. All you hear is some boots walking along the, the, uh, the wooden floor. So you're like, doom, doom, doom real slowly. And then you see the old lady like kind of like levitating towards them in a way and she's just like uh, 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 uh. and then the screen door opens up and <coughs> uh she's uh she's being held up by the shotgun which was driven through her back and um the creeper like brings her towards him and he's like sniffing her right and then that's when like he's like sniffing her all over and that's when Derry and Trish like he he drops the body and Darian and Trish start to run towards the car and he starts to walk towards them, right? So here's the crazy thing about that scene is originally in that scene, the creeper was supposed to talk and there is a deleted scene that y'all can look up where the creeper does talk and he says, she doesn't smell too good, Darius. And uh, the director decided to pull the, the, the plug on him talking because he wasn't sure where he wanted to take the creeper yet and how much of, of the creeper storyline he wanted to give away. So... They took that away. Um, so, yeah, they take off. They jet. The car's not starting for a while, but when they take off, uh, the creeper's standing right in their way, right? Like, he jumps right in front of them, in, uh, in front of the vehicle. In the yeah, he's just in the middle. Yeah, he's standing in the middle of the street. And then Trisha's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to hit him. And then Derry's like, what? And she's like, I'm, I'm going to hit him. So she hauls butt. And the creeper just runs over the vehicle. Like, he runs over it. Like, runs on top of it like nobody's business. Like, Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, it wasn't like Oprah. Yeah. And he just, like, jumps over it. So then, Trish is like... <sighs> so she reverses, right? 
As she does, she reverses, and again, he jumps over the vehicle. So then this time, she's like, you know what? This dude's getting on my nerves. Here's the weird thing right here. On that scene, though, whenever she finally gets the line to hit on him, uh, it's weird how he doesn't jump over the vehicle. He tosses himself into it. Did y'all notice that? Yeah. Like, instead of, like, I, I know he, like, right. tosses himself into the windshield on purpose <laughs> and then rolls off. And then uh, after that, she starts to reverse. Like, she reverses the car and runs over him. And then Derek's like, Trish, like, what are you doing? And then, like, uh, then she does it again. And then he's like, Trish, I'm pretty sure he's already dead. And Trish responds, they never are. Right? So I don't know if that was, like, a jab at, like, horror franchises altogether. Like, they never are. And um, so that she continues to do it for a while. And then she's like, uh, they stop the vehicle after she's done it quite a few times. And that's when they notice the wing of the creeper. Like, that's when they realize it has wings. Because this wing pops up. And they freak out. And they're just looking at it. And they're looking at it for a while. And then that's when Jerry's like, go, 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 go. So she runs over it one more time. And they jet. They flee the scene. And um, that's the end of the movie, man. We hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. That was a real sad scene to watch. My uh, name is Fuentes. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm Manny Fresh. And I'm Franco. I'm just kidding. Emosua. If you're still with us, thank you. <clears throat> yeah, so they, they do that. They take off. Next thing you know, the scene opens up and they're at a police station. They get to a police station finally. Uh, and this is when uh, Derry becomes uh, turns to Superman and realizes he had the whole power all along. Exactly. He just needed that boost. Yeah. And he takes on the creeper like nobody's business. Yeah, and the creeper uh, comes into the scene and realizes, oh, crap, he actually has kryptonite. So that's why Darius was scared the whole time. The creeper has kryptonite? Yeah. He has he's kryptonite made, he's claws. made from kryptonite, yeah. Dang, so Darius just goes at it. But then, right when the creeper's about to stab him with his kryptonite claws, Trish is really Wonder Woman, and she uses the lasso of truth on the creeper. And she's, like, holding him. And that's when Darius just punches through his whole body, obliterates him. And then we get um, Nick Fury come in and say... Want to talk about We're putting the team together? Yeah, yeah. And then we have Sonic the Hedgehog right there. And Pikachu. Yeah, and Pikachu. This, Detective this Pikachu. Sega, it's the, it's the, yeah. That's how the okay, movie ends. Yeah, that's how the movie really ends. No, so they get to the police station. Um, there's a guy who's being booked. There's a guy who's being booked. They're waiting. Uh, they 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 they, they want to make a phone call. The sergeant's like, all right, go ahead and make your call. They're talking to their mom for a while. They're letting her know that they're safe, um, that that they're at this station. The parents basically make it a thing to go pick them up, right? Um, this is where you find out they have parents. Um, it's not just a mom. Because they're like, okay, yeah, we'll be here. We're going to stay here. And um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, my voice is getting really ugly. Dude, I know the rest of this, but any of y'all want to like pitch in on I'm saying some of the story that happens right here, because uh, your boys needs to clear his throat for a bit. You got some water. Uh, You're on right. Um, so this is about where things get fuzzy for me for some reason. Okay. <laughs> so they, so they go into the police station and um, they're just in there. Um, I don't even think they do. They even get to tell the police like what was going on, like. They didn't seem very urgent no, to what no, they were doing. No, no, that was weird. Their, their, their main priority in this was, like, getting, calling their mom. Not so much telling them that, yo, we're being chased by this madman, right? So, yeah. I think it's at that point, though, that they're at the police station that Giselle walks in. Yeah. And then and she's like, oh, Trish, 
Gary, Jenna, is that y'all? And that's when the sergeant, whose name is Tubbs, is like, man, get out of here, Giselle. Leave them, leave them kids alone. Leave them alone. And she's like, no, no, I have to tell them something. Just leave them alone. And this is where, and, this uh, is where you're officially introduced to Giselle. Right yeah, behind. this is where, yeah, she kind of says that I get these, she starts to explain to them, I get these random visions. I just see what's going to happen, but I don't know how it ends. Um, and I had been getting visions of y'all. Uh, I've been getting visions of y'all too. Um, and, uh, and and did y'all already run into, did y'all see the cat lady? Did y'all run into the cat? And then Derry's like, yes, and this and that. And she goes, I don't have any control over these. While she's saying that, um, all the lights go off inside the precinct, right? They just all shut off. And so the officer who's in charge of handling the inmates, um, oh shoot, my bad. So while she's telling them this story, my bad, let me reverse. While she's telling them the story of the creeper and how he works and how he comes every 23 years and every 23rd spring and feeds for 23 days, while she's telling them that story, you see some two, two cops get into their vehicle to take off and you see the truck pull up again. And the creeper, um, he gets off the car and he's kind of limping. And she's, yeah. she's telling them while he's limping that he eats to replenish whatever he's lost, right? So if he sees something in you that he wants, he'll kill you to take it from you. And you see him limping and then he gets his hat out and he's whistling like, uh, no, no, he's not whistling. He's just going into the precinct. He did the, he did like, the whistling earlier. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, really yeah, yeah. The whistling is when I skipped. Yeah. Uh, it was um, really weird. Like when he got out of the car, like you can tell like, one of his foot feet were missing and kind of like it looked like dirt almost was coming off of him and yeah like he was walking all weird and stuff like that like he was really messed up from getting hit by the car and that's what she was saying too he's like you can mess him up really bad but you can't kill him basically and so yeah the thing the the, the creeper now is trying to replenish what he's lost yeah um so yeah, yeah. So, so then you see him like going towards the the. Well, I'm calling it the precinct. You see him going towards the precinct. Um, so when the lights do go off, uh, the officer that's in charge of the inmates, he's opening up the door and he's going. And he's making sure they're all in bed. He's like, "Y'all asleep?" And he's shining the light. Y'all okay? And a lot of them are getting pissed off. He finally comes to like the third cell and he sees two of them all scared and they're like shaking. And he shines his light on another one and it's being eaten by the creeper and the creeper is eating it and. Uh, uh, eating one of the the the, the, the guys in the, in the cell, and the officer like pulls out his gun, and you just hear him yell, and you hear a few shots go off. So then all the all the officers uh, is like, all right, like they all bunch up together, and um, you hear a lot of stuff, a lot of ruckus going on, and the officers uh, are like, uh, sir, he's gone. We don't know what happened. Like he completely took off, and they're telling that to the people on the upper floor, right? Because the the cells are at the bottom, I guess. So they're yeah. telling people on the upper floor, he's going up the stairs. He's going up the stairs. And um, the uh, officer Tubbs is like, where is he? We don't know. Like, he's going up the stairs. They're dispatching each other. They're talking on the walkies. So he sends one of the one of the guys, like, go check to see if there's anything there. The officer goes and he's shining the light. Doesn't see anybody. So when he turns around, as soon as he turns around, uh, like, he's kind of telling them, like, oh, there's nobody here. Uh, the creeper comes down and rips, like, his heart out or whatever. And uh, you just see a hole of the guy's body from the back. And, like, he looks down and, like, see the hole and then falls over. 
And so that's when they start shooting at the creeper, and the creeper takes up, like, there's a whole bunch of flights of stairs in this movie. I don't understand why. But it goes up all these flights, and you see them, like, shooting at it. They're just shooting at it. Um, about that scene, though, the creeper, the guy who plays the creeper, Jonathan Breck, he's actually in that scene. He's one of the officers. He's, uh, he, played a, he played one of the officers as long as the creeper. So the bald officer inside that scene is Jonathan Breck, the guy who plays Jeepers Creepers. Um, yeah, um, what's it called? So uh, that's when, uh, what's it called? Giselle's like, let me get y'all safe. Let me get y'all out of here. So she takes Derry and, and, and Trisha to where she thinks, um, where she thinks uh, they can exit, right? And it leads to like a dead end. They can't open the, the doors at all. And Derry says, I guess the doors lock whenever um, the, pa- the electricity goes off. Right, he says that. I guess that's what happens. So they're freaking out, and then he, uh, uh, they're like, just tell us who it is that he takes. Tell us who it is that he takes. And she's like, I can't say that. And then they go, they go, and then they go, she goes, all I hear is somebody screaming, uh, somebody screaming, and and the song playing. That's all I can hear. Somebody's screaming, and it sounds like they're in a abandoned place, and they're screaming for help, and the song's playing. Jeepers Creepers is playing. And Derry goes, well, who is it if you're so good at your visions? And Trisha's like, tell us now. And she kind of like eyes towards, they're like, like, you do know who it is. You do know who he takes. And she goes, no, I promise you I don't. I don't know who he takes. And then she looks at Trish. And then Derry's like, no, no, no. Like, he's not taking Trish. So while they're doing that, the creeper appears on uh, the side of the wall. And Derry and Trisha take off running and then he starts crawling on the side of the wall towards Giselle. She gets on her knees and, again, the only prayer known in every movie. Says, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then she opens her eyes and the creeper's not there. And then you see a hand grab her hair, which I want to touch. Her hair looks very curly. Touch, grabs her by the back of her head and then he's oh, like sniffing her. I know. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> It just, just looks very touch, comfortable. I just want to touch yeah. the curly, the curly. I never. Head. Okay, no, no, I never say that to anybody, anybody of color. I never want to touch y'all's hair. It's just there's something about her <laughs> hair that looks very inviting and comfortable. Okay, it looks safe. Um, so the creeper's sniffing her and everything, and then he just lets her go. Meanwhile, Derry and Trish are looking for a place to escape. They finally find a room, which is, I guess, the interrogation room. Yeah, yeah, they finally find the interrogation room. They go inside the interrogation room. They're looking for a way out. Derry sees his big-ass window, and he's trying to open it up so they can get out. And he, like, he's looking for any escape he can. And then Trish is looking at a double-sided mirror, right? And while she's looking at it, the creeper's sniffing the glass. And he's sniffing and sniffing it. So finally, he just breaks through the glass. Um, no, he breaks grabs the door. both the door, right? Okay, yeah, so it's not... he goes through the door. It was weird because I never saw him close that door. When they go in there, I didn't see the door close at all. And then he breaks in through the door. Um, so, yeah, okay, yeah, because I remember the angle changes. So, yeah, he breaks in through the door, and then he corners them, right? And he starts grabs both of them, he's sniffing both of them. And then he's licking Trish, and he's sniffing both. And then he finally grabs Derry. And as soon as he grabs Derry, that's when all the SWAT team and the officers, they break in through the other window, and they all have their guns pointed at him. So he grabs Derry, and he's holding Derry like a chokehold. And Trish is screaming, no, 
no, please, please. You don't want him. Take me. That's why I said Trish has balls. She's like, take me. Take me. You don't want him. Take me. I have what you have. I have what you want. I'm the strong one. Take me. Take Who me. Who is the older one? Uh, Trish is the older Trish, one. Trish? Yeah. yeah, that's why. And then she's she's a... He, a Derry, Derry says, don't you be a hero, Trish. Don't you be a hero. And uh, the officers are all pointing their guns at the creeper. And that's when the creeper lets this shriek out and his webbed... His webbed... Uh, Mouth. Skin or whatever comes out. And he's like, Rah! and they're like, what the hell? Like, they're all like tripping out. And the creeper sniffs Derry a few more times, looks at Trish, and then bolts out the window with Derry and takes him. And you can hear Derry screaming. And Trish runs. The next time you see Trish, she's running out the front door. And she's running. She's like, no, no. And she looks up and she sees uh, the creeper like in the air with Derry. And then he just, in one swoop, disappears. And then she's just like, it goes from that scene right to the next scene, which is the next day. And she's sitting there uh, on her, um, she's sitting there and Miss Giselle walks in. She's like, your parents are here already. And uh, she gets up and she goes outside and she sees some crows. Because that was a big thing, the crows around the creeper. And they're like, and she's looking at them and she sees a few of them fly. And then... That's it. The scene cuts. And then the next scene is you hear Derry screaming again and again and again. And you hear, Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get? And it's by the docks, right? Like it's by some water now. Mm -hmm. So he has a new place and it's by water, the docks. You see some seagulls. And then it shows him sitting on a, on a, on a stool. He's just chilling on a stool and he's working on something. And you see Derry's body is completely ripped. It's just like the front half of his skin. Uh, and um, it's completely nude and then you see where its eyes were taken out his eyes were ripped out that's what the creeper wanted the whole time he just wanted Derry's eyes um, so and then it's like that's pretty it's, strung, it's strung up and then uh, uh, the creeper it's still saying like, it gets closer and closer to Derry and you see the eye socket where Derry's eye used to be and the creeper looks through it and it has Derry's eyes and the movie comes to a close um but but here's what I was gonna say. The movie ends there, but the the it wanted Derry's eyes, that's the one thing it wanted. Um what was I saying? That actually that body is actually like P V C and nylon or something like that. Uh it was actually a mold made of Justin Long. So it's still to this day it's still available like still there, but it's kind of broken up now because like it wear and tear. Mm -hmm. Um another thing is, remember I told you Derry had that rose on his on his near his belly button? Uh yeah. In the sequel to the film, one of the one of the creeper's weapons is uh, like a throwing star. On the throwing star, Derry's belly button's on there with the rose, like the skin. So I thought that was like I don't know. I oh, that I was didn't pretty even cool. notice that. I've seen yeah, that movie a few yeah. Times. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So I don't know little things like that, but that's how it ends. And and, you and know little what Manny. You know what I found, like, super annoying was, like, you know, Giselle's over there trying to help him, and what's her name? Uh, the T, the... Trish. Girl, yeah, Trish is just being a straight bitch the entire time. What do you know? Why don't you tell me? What happened? It's like, it only comes in spurts. Yeah, you're a lying hoe. You know shit. And just like, dude, she came out, out of her way to try to save y'all, and you're just being so inconsiderate about everything. I mean, like, did she really try to save him? She knew who was going to get eaten. 
yeah, but how does that how does that change what's gonna happen? Put him in more panic by telling him he's gonna take Justin. Like you don't need to figure out what to do with him or Darius. Yeah, they, she could. She, she was there trying to save him, and then that's when uh, like, you see you're being just like that chick. How come you didn't know that the door was locked? It only comes in dreams and patches. Yeah, whatever. Like okay, my special so power. You're, just <laughs> you're saying that uh, who has been an asshole? Trish has been an asshole. Yeah, to just because she wasn't like. Yeah, because, like, she was trying to help, but she wasn't, like, basically being fully helpful. She was just kind of telling him, like, backstory and trying to figure out. Instead of just believing what she was saying and just, like, offering and taking her help just in general, like, they were just, like, automatically, like, yeah, you're crazy. Even though, like, everything they were saying, she was saying, they already lived through, was going through. And even after that, they were still, like, shut up, you crazy old hag. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it was so annoying. Yeah, I, I, I kind of felt bad because they treated her like crap even though she was just trying to save him. Yeah. And like, then, uh, <clears throat> the most annoying thing ever. Just Trish was but a very I would annoying say, character for sure. I would say uh, the moral of the story is, you know, this is all Trish's fault. Yeah. They could could have taken the shorter way home. They could have been home faster. They would have never run into this. And then what caused it was also Derry wanting to go back and snoop at the what's it called? See, so Trish basically. No one wanted Trish in the movie. No one wanted Trish to talk. Not even her boyfriend who beat her wanted her. And not even the creeper wanted her. Nobody wanted her. Gina Phillips. I think that was her name. Gina Phillips, if you're listening <laughs> to this. Uh, <laughs> you on the, podcast. The, views and ex- the views and opinions expressed by some of the hosts do not uh, count as the views and ex- opinions of every single one of the hosts of this podcast. Those are some very choice words that... Uh, I mean, I think know. Trish felt like it was her fault. That's the reason she was saying, take me. Also felt like she was yeah. older sister. Yeah. But then I think Derry was saying, you know, don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. Like Basically, he, he felt it was his fault as well for going back. Yeah. So, so I guess they both... Yeah, that's they both, good. They both had regret for what yeah. they had done. Like, and they Trish both were stupid. Like, I should have never done this. And then Derry was like, no, don't be a hero. I put us in this situation. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So they both... Okay, at least they came to terms with their, their F-ups. It just sucks that... The boy Derry had to be eaten and had his eyes gouged out. Um, yeah, pretty eyes, man. That's what happens when you have pretty eyes. Yep. I'm a good thing I don't got hazel blue eyes or anything like that. So, uh, But his eyes were brown. I don't know, man. Brown eyes are still like, kind of pretty. Take some <laughs> out now. Then he wants my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, that is the complete review of Jeepers Creepers 2001. If you haven't seen it, I would strongly advise go check it out. Um, now it's time for the rating meter, one through five. Franco, what would you rate you? Um, my first time seeing this movie, whenever I was younger, scared the fuck out of the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, watching it again, it was still a good film. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get scared. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an older nugget. Older nugget. But um, I probably I really didn't watch it right either. It was like in all scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give it probably a three, three and a half. Mm-hmm. Three, three and three quarters. Alright. And what about you, Fuentes? Uh... I want to say three, yeah, two and a half, two and a half. Okay. Probably a harder two and a half, only because like that the acting like it was a really weird like the way it was all set up in general like what I would say would be like five star about the whole st- film is that like none of the graphics look cheesy at all like even mm-hmm. the Jeepers Creepers like himself was a well like no CGI was all like made up so nothing looked cheesy like everything actually looked cool like even when that officer got his heart ripped out like 
like in midair or whatever it looked pretty legit like how everything happened um yeah like graphic wise i think it will hold the test of time like it won't ever yeah. look cheesy anytime you watch it like when you watch some older horror movies and stuff it looks super cheesy because they tried to be they try to do like realistic gore or something and it just didn't turn out right um so i want to give them kudos for that for like how they did everything i think it's a really good graphic wise and acting there were good actors but dialogue was just really like like they were trying to be funny in a sense not the characters themselves but whoever wrote the dialogue like there was parts of it was like don't go in there this is like how a bat you know in the part of the horror movie where somebody goes inside a hole and then they hate them later yeah this is that part of the horror movie <laughs> like yeah. you know you're in a horror movie and you're mentioning horror movie like stereotypes and then um a lot of like foreshadowing in a sense like this is what happened and then like as soon as like this happened this happened and then like this happened and that happened it was almost like everything was so foreshadowed the entire film like you could feel the foreshadowing like in yeah. the entire film which kind of like didn't really give any like i don't know way for surprise maybe i don't know how to explain that um I mean, they did kind of mislead, like, whenever, uh, whenever Derry was trying to, like, talk to Giselle and be like, yo, uh, you know who, like, the, the creeper takes, you know what the creeper wants, like, which one of it is it, she does give the look at, um, Trish, Trish, like, it's Trish, so, mm -hmm. so, like, everyone's like, oh, God, now it's Trish, Trish is the one that, that the creeper wants, um, but that's not what ends up happening. And even in the end, it's like, you never answered, do any of your, do all of your dreams come true? Mm. And she was like, kind of like, yup, they all come true for show. <laughs> and so, show. It, it was like, the di I don't know, like I said, dialogue was really weird to me. Um, I'm glad they kept out the creeper from talking because I think that really, um, what it messed up like his character in a sense um mm -hmm. but it's yeah just in general i just like i don't know trish's character was really annoying um you know it was all kind of really like creepy and weird in a sense we're like not creepy and weird but it's like kind of fast-paced in a sense and it's just like you were here and now you're there and it's the end of the movie um yeah i, I don't know I didn't really, it just really, it was a good movie. Like, when I watched it again, I was like, oh, yeah, this is actually a pretty good movie. Um, but I was really just really impressed with how. Yeah, it was, it was a good movie. Yeah, I was just really impressed about how, like, they just, um, I was impressed in certain parts, just wasn't as impressed. So I don't know if I'd really just keep watching it or ever really watch it just to say to watch it. Although Jeepers Creepers 2, I love that movie. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. That's my little okay. thing. Two and a half. Alright. All <laughs> so I'm going to give it, I'm going to go with Solid 4. I still love this movie. Um, I, I, it's not so much, oh, it scared you as a kid. As an adult... When I say I'm scared, it's not that sense of feeling of it being like, like, like pop ups and stuff, or, or like the way I was scared when I was a kid. And I was an adult. It's just more of that eerie feeling or thought of like, ugh, like there being something like that that exists. 
Not that this is even based on a true story, but in my head, say, saying that. So that's what gives me that eerie feeling when I watch this. Um, I agree with what you said, dialogue here and there. Um, but I, I mean, I still, I enjoyed it. I want to give, I'm gonna still give it a solid four. Uh, I just love, I just love this movie. There's a, can't really explain why I just have a love for it now that I'm much older. Um, it's still great. It still holds up, as you said before. The vis, the visual effects still hold up even till now. Um, uh, and uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie that I don't, that it, it was like, it was, it's, it's kind of comedy is after the creeper had killed those two cops and they take off, it shows the creeper taking one of the bodies. He opens up the... You hear him whistling the... He starts to whistle Jeepers Creepers. He opens up the back of his truck and you see him throw the body in there of the officer. And then after he closes it, you hear him walk away. It's just dark. You hear him walk away and then you hear like the footsteps walk back and he throws in the head, opens it up, he throws in the head and then closes it again. I thought that was pretty funny. It's also one of my favorite scenes for some I reason. Did, yeah, because it it kind of breaks. It kind of breaks. It's I don't know. It's its own thing to me. It kind of breaks it in a way. Like it was like comedic relief. Like I'm pretty sure if I was in the theater, I would have laughed at that. You know what I mean? I kind of giggled when I saw it. Um, but uh, but still, I I, I enjoy this film. Uh, aside from the second and the third film, um, I, I enjoy the second one as well too. Uh, the second one, it it greatly scared the crap out of me too. Um. Hopefully someday we get a review of that. The third one I have my gripes about, but still enjoyed it the first time I watched it. And I'm just hoping that we get a fourth one. Um, but yeah, I give it a solid four. That's my rating for Jeepers Creepers 2001. So um, overall, about a three-star rating? I would say, yeah, solid three. Solid three is what we're going to stamp this baby at. Um, we hope you all enjoyed the podcast. We will be releasing this one Monday. Today? Uh, Monday, uh, 25th? Yeah, um, we hope you'll have a really fun Thanksgiving, though, guys. Eat up, gain a bunch of weight. If you plan on going Black Friday shopping, be safe. And uh, if you're recording any fights, if you're recording any fights, make sure you record it the right way, please. Yep. Don't Keep forget to scream World Star while you're in a yeah. fight. <laughs> or it doesn't count. Don't forget. Yep. You could have Remember. a black guy and it doesn't count if you don't scream World Star. <laughs> Remember, if you're, oh, that's another reason this movie scared me so much. I forgot to tell you, uh, Mr. Fuentes. I live near a bunch of brush, a bunch of like open roads. Mm. Like it's 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 ugly and it's scary. And then even my girlfriend lives in Annaville, and so the the route that it takes me to get to and from her house, it's very open and desolate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, <laughs> oh, that's another yeah. So, um. But overall, yeah, we marked it with a three. Had a really fun time uh, reviewing this with y'all. Uh, next time you catch us in podcast form, audio form, will be December 9th. Ooh. Monday, December 9th. We still haven't decided what we're going to review, so it'll be another surprise. Yeah. We're on maybe, our last two of Christmas, the year. Christmas horror one? <clears throat> Possibly, but uh, the Christmas? next one after that will be December 23rd, so we would probably do that one. Mm. Trumpets. I don't know, I've never seen that one, so that would actually be a first time seeing this. Yeah, we can talk about it, and it's up to y'all. Or Jack Frost, do you remember that? Yes, I remember that. I vaguely remember that movie. I remember both Jack Frost, the horror one, and then the one with Michael Keaton. And then uh, the one with Michael Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yeah. (laughs) I remember going and renting it as a kid from uh, Blockbuster, that's how old I am. And Mm, I got the Jack Frost one with uh, Michael Keaton, and I was like, oh... Oh, no, no, I got the opposite one. It was the, the horror hey. one. And my mom was wow. like, what is this? And I was like, I don't know. It was supposed to be like Where's a friendly family one. 
and then there was a spot with nudity, and she was like, "You can't watch this movie." Yeah, I remember oh. that scene. Vividly. And I was like, "Oh, damn it!" I was sad. Oh man, I closed my eyes. Mom, you're supposed <laughs> to tell me to close my eyes. Um, but thank, yeah, that was. Thank uh, y'all for I, listening. Yeah. I hate you, Frank. Good. That was it. Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, thank y'all for listening again. And frankly, I love go ahead you, and close it off, I love you. I love you too, brother. You know I love you. Yeah, I'll just quit. I'll just quit this podcast. Y'all can both record by yourself. It's oh cool. It's cool. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all guys on December 9th. And uh, you know, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We hardly post, but please follow us. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff going on, so I hardly post. Um, Friday the 14th podcast. Mm-hmm. And Friday the 14th podcast on yep. both. So... Bye. Peace. Peace.